1: hi guys it's teddy mellencamp and i am here on hollywood raw with these two guys asking all the tough questions we're talking all things housewives all in we even have a celebrity caller thanks to me bye hey everybody it's tony robbins hey
0: guys i'm audrina patrick hey this
1: is adam carolla you're on the hollywood raw podcast you're
0: watching hollywood raw you're listening to and watching
2: What's up, Adam? Good morning. Uh, uh, Good morning. Good to see you. Excited for today. We got a very, very good guest. A guest who I was like kind of bragging about all day,
0: uh, Teddy Mellencamp. Dude, I mentioned and I know quite a few Real Housewife fans and they were like, seriously, how did you get her? I'm like, what do you mean? How did we get her? Our podcast is huge. You back down with that. How did you get her? Crap uh no teddy uh, i'm looking forward to this she is one of those like really loved people i would say from the real housewife franchise she built up a really big base she's obviously not on there anymore but i feel like people are really still interested in what she has to say and what she's doing what she's up to and you know her her podcast has gotten really big so i'm 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 looking forward to this
2: yeah uh it's uh, a lot to get to her a lot to talk to her about she's probably you know we've had a lot of guests with famous last names i mean she's famous but like we just had Brooke Hogan on recently, last name Hogan. Now we have Teddy Mellencamp, last name Mellencamp. I mean, that's like, that's a wild. If you see the name Mellencamp on a credit card, you'd be like, John Mellencamp? Like, it's... Mm-hmm.
0: It's not a common last name. It's not Smith. So immediately no. your head goes to who... Like, if if I had Seacrest, people would be like, what? Like, yeah. what is that last name? Like, how do you know Ryan?
2: Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I'm excited to talk to her. Uh, a lot going on. I've been... This is like, you know, I've been running around chasing a bunch of celebs this week. I was just at the uh, Comedy Cellar last night, and uh, Kevin Hart was there, with Louis C.K., Aziz Ansari, and then Terry Hatcher walks in. Tons of people are coming back to New York, but it's busy right now because I know it's going to slow down, but it's been— uh, Such it's a weird been, life, dude. Yeah, it's been—is
0: it, it weird? Yes, This is, you You have a very unnormal life. It's very bizarre. I mean, I, so... I, I enjoy listening to all your escapades, but it's very strange
2: i you know, what it is. I, I, I appreciate it. It's, I'm just so used to it. I'm not jaded. It's just my life. And I'm just so used to it. I'm not even trying to name drop. Uh, it's just, uh, I'm not just trying to name drop, to but
0: let me pick up Kevin Hart off the floor. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it's like,
2: but you know what's so crazy? Like Kevin's one of those names. He's one of the biggest stars in the world. Now I see him so much. I've had like a relation with him. Like, I, I don't like get that. Like, oh my God, Kevin Hart. Like, it's just, it's fun. it's just another yeah, day
0: Because you respond you, you refer to him as Kev not even Kevin Hart just Kev
2: that's true <laughs> it's
0: weird <laughs> Kev yes it's weird all right let's get to Teddy before uh she just hangs up on us uh yes. but I want to read a review real quick just to say yes. thank you for anyone who actually takes the time to leave us a review it is very kind and I want to show you my gratitude by reading a review got one right here from Arnie crypto guru that says no way have this is true what I don't even know what that means, but it. The comment says, "Great show, five stars." I didn't understand the headline, but nevertheless, thank you, Arnie Crypto Guru, for taking the time out of your day to leave us a quick review on
2: iTunes. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I will take it. I will take it, Crypto Guru. I don't. I. You could. I don't. Can't care. be too I don't picky. Care what you say it helps <laughs> us out though. Honestly, you. It helps us out with the algorithm if you leave a review five star only. It's. I don't. I can't explain it, but somehow they. They. It's above least, our pay grade. We don't know. Yeah. I don't really know, but it really helps us a lot. If you give us five star and say a few words, um, they don't even have to make sense. Um <laughs> clearly, clearly, as we just yeah. proved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's get to today's episode. We got a great guest, Dex. Tell us about today's guest.
0: Today's guest is a former real housewife of Beverly Hills. She is also the daughter of a very, very famous singer, John Mellencamp, and she also hosts a couple of podcasts, including Teddy Tea Time. Uh, I am so excited to have her on. Teddy Mellencamp, welcome.
2: Teddy, first of all, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, Longtime fan, first-time night, first time caller. No, I always wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like radio shows. Uh, no, thank you for doing this. Actually, I was telling people today, like, oh, Teddy, and people – Love you. It was, like, good for you to come on. Like, I'm excited for you. But, like, I was telling other people, like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with Teddy. So, thank Aww, you for doing this. It's Of uh, course. Thanks for having cool. me. How are you doing? How's everything with you?
1: You know, everything's good. I mean, I think with everything that's gone on in these past couple, like, since the pandemic, it's, like, highs and lows. And, like, just you're hitting your stride some days. And then you get that, like, bam. And then, you know. But it's – life's good. I have nothing to complain about. Yeah, Family, And by the healthy, way –
0: Look at that house that you got during the pandemic. I, I, I know. Right that was before, a
1: positive. <laughs> right, was before a positive. We, right
0: before we started, I'm just looking at the background I'm like, oh, God, look at that fireplace. Oh, it's Guys, beautiful. hold
1: on. No one even told me. What? I had a towel there. Totally. The vibe. <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> that was part of it.
1: Yeah. So, we fixed so, that right up.
2: I want to start, uh, Teddy from the beginning. Okay? okay. When you came out of your mother, do you remember? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, no, I to. Uh, what? <laughs> obviously you have one of the most famous last names out there. You know, like there's, there's so many famous last names. When you see the name Mellencamp, I obviously people, when you pay a credit card, they look at your license, like, you know, they look at who you're, you know, they think of who your father at what age did you realize your father was a star?
1: You know, people always ask that. So his first hit was the year I was born. So 1981. And I grew up, you know, I was in Indiana until I was in the third grade. Then my parents got divorced and I lived in South Carolina with my mom. And then my dad got a house there and that's kind of how it went down. And I have to say, because I grew up in Hilton Head, that's only 12 miles long. Nobody really made a big deal about it. Because it was like they'd known me our entire lives. Maybe occasionally, like if you'd come to a volleyball game, people would be like, (sighs) but it wasn't, it just was so normal for us. And we didn't live like, it's not like kids out here when they, you know, come from that kind of background. We didn't live this like huge life. Like we didn't go on these, like, you know, we weren't heading to like Capri and like going to these places. Like we were just like, we're like going to Michigan to go skiing. So like, it was a really regular childhood growing up. The only time it would be was when I came to LA and I was 17 years old and I worked at CAA and my boss was trying to get into reservation. And he goes, Oh, I can't get in. Can you just use your name? And I was like, huh? (laughs) What do you mean? And he's like, no, just say Mellencamp. Like, and they'll get you in. And I was like, Hmm, there must be something to this. I would say probably, I always knew that he was talented. Sure. The fame part didn't hit me until I came out to LA.
0: But here's the thing. While you're growing up and you're in school, and I know that you make it seem very normal, but at the same time, do you feel that people wanted to be your friend, to be close to your family? Because, you know, I didn't grow up in a a famous family, so I don't think I experienced it. But I'm just curious if you felt like people were like, oh, I want to be your friend just so I can be included in the you know like
2: it's not even like the kids dinner party
0: parents Uh,
1: maybe the parents but the kids I never really got that feeling I mean and when I came out here, I had no friends. It was a really hard transition for me. And, you know, you work in the mailroom and everybody was older than me. I was 17. And like the first year in L.A. was really hard. And it, like, so I don't think people really gravitated to. Now, I think it gets me in certain doors that maybe I wouldn't have. But definitely growing up, I didn't feel that like allure of having a famous dad really got me any, any favors in the friend department. <laughs> <laughs> you know growing I, I'm, up to- I'm, either, I'm a personality where you either love me or you hate me so it's that's kind of been the the par for the course my entire life
2: who was some of the cool people that you would see like obviously your dad has a lot of musician friends like growing up do you remember and like maybe you weren't even a fan of them but like you know like I was just reading Dave Grohl's book and he was like, yeah, my daughter's sitting on the piano and Paul McCartney joins her and starts playing with her and sings to her. Like, did that happen for you growing up? Like, was there kind of cool people like around the house or?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember, I mean, my dad was really strict. So there was a time that I said like, I'm going to be home. I went and rode my bike to the barn and I was like, I'll be back in a couple hours, but I had no concept of time, you know, as a kid and all of a sudden, you know, probably six hours later, I see his like car pulling in like fast. I'm like, Oh hell. I'm like, (laughs) I'm about to get get in trouble. And he's like, I just had a couple hours. We've been worrying about you. So I get back to the house and it just so happens that Madonna and Sean Penn are there. And I am sitting around like a table with them getting in trouble. And my dad's like, your birthday's canceled for the record. My birthday was supposed to be the next day. So my one memory of meeting Sean Penn and Madonna (laughs) was getting my birthday canceled because (laughs) I didn't go home on time. Like this was my life
0: nothing like getting scolded in front of those two
1: yeah between that and then the time that i met bob dylan and i didn't know he's not like a handshaker this was pre-pandemic so my dad's like this is my daughter blah 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 and i'm like hi nice to meet you and i put my hand out but he went to like give me the bump like to fist pump but then I shook it, shook it like it was like it was so awkward. I was like, why am I the world's worst human? Like, why can't I just be less awkward? Like you, you saw it, Teddy. You could have just done that. But, well, you had to shake his oh. paw. And you could tell he like wanted to get the spray like immediately. Like he's like,
0: Ugh. <laughs> That's so awesome. Now, do you did you get any of the musical talent from the, the family genetics yourself?
1: I mean, when I first came out here, I wanted to be like an actress and a singer. I, you know, I, pr- pretty much, I think I just wanted attention. So I create, I did a demo, and I had one song. And I, I think I, you know, I'm not great. Let's put it that way. I'm I'm very medium, and <laughs> I didn't know how to play any instruments or anything. But I I was a decent singer, but you know. Didn't work. didn't pan out, guys. You, didn't, yeah. you never heard it.
0: Make a no. good reality star, though. How about that?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Um, when you worked at CAA, was were you just trying to see what was out there, and maybe potentially become an agent or representative? Like, what what made you do that job?
1: Well, the rule with my family was if you're going to come to LA after graduating high school, um, we're not we'll, we'll strip your car out there, but we're not paying for you to be out there. Like, we wanted you to go to college. So I came out and. I, you know, had to start in the mailroom. I also worked at Mr. Chow and Euro Chow as a hostess. And, you know, I wanted to be an actor originally. And then what ended up happening is I I, I got representation, not by CAA at the time. Granted, they rent me now, so I got it back. But, uh, <laughs> uh, And I had come out here and I gained a bunch of weight. I'd gained like over 75 pounds, like my anxiety and all these things, like from the time I got signed. And I... uh. Finally, I booked a pilot prior to gaining a bunch of the weight. And then uh, I came back and like there was a break. I came back and I had gained weight and they told me I needed to lose weight and uh, in order to, to officially book it. And that's when I never wanted to, I was like, I'm done acting. I'm done. So I still worked at CA throughout this entire time. And at that time I transitioned and said like, I want to, I want to be an agent you know, I didn't really want to be an agent. I just wanted to feel like I was on a career path. So I worked in the game. I ended up working for the head of the lit department. And then I was, there was a woman, the head of UTA that reached out to me. And so I worked there afterwards for her. So yeah, that was, that was that.
0: So question about you, you mentioned Mr. Chow there a second ago, working at Mr. Chow food overrated or not?
1: You know, they fed us the kind of the same thing every day. I haven't even eaten there as an adult. Like as working there, like we would just get you'd get the whatever it was that they'd serve everybody. It was like the fried rice or something. But I don't even know. I haven't even been there as an adult.
0: I've had I've been there once. It was delicious. But, I, yeah, I'm curious to see if someone that had worked there would go back and actually have a meal, though. So, okay. I
1: think I was like – I, I, I don't know why. It's not one of my go-to's as an adult, probably because I overate it when I was younger.
0: What, what is your go-to restaurant in L.A. then?
1: My, my favorites are uh, Craig's. I love Craig's. He was my neighbor at my old house, so I was like – I was able to text him and I can go there. It was like an easy thing. So, But it, the food is delicious, and I love people watching there um and then
0: I don't think I know anything about Craig who is he like you you say his name I know nothing about I know that his restaurant is wildly successful and there's always paparazzi standing outside but always so the way
1: everybody knew Craig's okay so remember on I think it's Santa Monica there was that nightclub next to Dan Tana's You know the restaurant, Dantana's? And then it was like Concord or something. It's like we all used to go there and Jen ran the door. Like it was like the place to go. Uh So Craig worked at Dantana's as um, the maitre d' for years. And we all became like, everybody became friends with Craig's because Dantana's used to be the hot spot to go. Mm -hmm. And then after, you know, a bunch of years, he ended up opening Craig's. And everybody loves him so much because of the years of you know partying. Is he young Concord. is
0: he older? Like
1: I mean, I, I don't want to speculate. If I'm, I would say maybe forty five ish. I don't okay.
0: know. I, had, yes. I knew nothing has, about. I skin didn't skin. even know there was a guy named Craig that actually ended. Up. I just thought it was a name.
1: No, in- yeah, yeah it's no, great. he's 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 a
2: legit. He's got like his vegan ice cream now.
1: Yeah, he's I just opened a place in Vegas. Like there, he's he's he's, he's popping off.
0: Russian, I like it.
2: Yeah. I see, well, I was going to ask you, I see your dad all the time in, um, I, I see your dad all the time in New York city. He, he's a big smoker, uh, yeah. smokes a lot of cigarettes. Is he still smoking as many cigarettes?
1: I mean, I don't much? know if he's smoking as many cigarettes as his- like he did when he had a heart attack. Like he was 36 when he had his heart attack, but I mean, he still smokes a lot. And, um, I mean, Back in the day, my brother, before like Instagram, he started a Facebook page. Like, if the Facebook page gets to a million, my dad's going to quit smoking. And he actually got there, but then my dad didn't <laughs> quit smoking. So he loves you know,
0: it. Have you had your children ask him to stop smoking?
1: Yeah, they don't. He didn't
0: because that. I feel like grandchildren coming to you and asking you to stop something is a lot different from anyone else coming to you and asking you. To yeah,
1: stop. he doesn't. He loves it. He's gonna. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna live and die doing this. And, the, I mean, the fact that I can even get him to go outside of my house when he comes to smoke is a big is a big coup. So.
0: <laughs> so did uh, and I know this is such a silly question, but growing up, would he just? sing in the house like there's some musicians that sing and like entertain their family and there's others that like they leave it for the studio and that's not their thing so I'm just curious was it a musical household growing up
1: well he would write music at home so that part we would see but it wasn't like to entertain us like he was working but a big thing for he never listens to the radio ever refuses to listen to the radio and i am like somebody that like needs background music all the time so but in the car i would ask him to sing but he wouldn't sing his songs like he always like the same song that now i sing to my kids paper moon like so he would sing that in, in the car us, and that was kind of like our thing whenever i'd go back to my mom's like I, we would do those transitions like that that was our song and then they had this song about the snickers bar but <laughs> that's really cool but why would he not listen to the radio He he never has even at the house. I think because from years and years of having like loud music in his ears, like he's really sensitive to like outside noise. Hmm. Whereas like I am like constantly need loud radio. So he just never interesting. Yeah, even at the house, like the music will be on, but it's so quiet.
0: I love it. All right, what interesting facts?
2: uh, Yeah, it's so crazy. But your dad. I've been in again, so I'm not gonna say exactly where he lives, but he lives downtown, and I see him walking around i've I've gotten to see him a lot actually a very nice guy where I've seen him with different women over the years. I saw him with Meg Ryan I saw him with Christy Brinkley. How does he meet these women at his at that point in his age where do you meet women <laughs> like that?
1: I don't know how he met those two actually um I can't remember, but like. I think through like mutual people or reps or you know it just like kind of happens um but I mean he's as he says chicks chicks dig me <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chicks dig he's him
2: got is swag. right like he's got he's cool like he's he's always very chill like you just seen the the way he walks like again I see him in Tribeca I seen him in so- like he's he's definitely a he's got that uh, he
1: he, know, he knows he's very like set in his ways he's got his routine and yeah i mean even the fact that he's in new york like as much as he is i'm like how did this happen like before he would never leave indiana yeah but he's been coming to la i'm like okay i'm in for this
0: did you get close with meg or christy or
1: I love Meg. Meg is the best. Um, They were together a long time. So we we got very close. Um, And then Christy, I didn't, I've met her a couple of times, but I didn't, during that time, it was like I was filming and I think, you know, it was just too chaotic. So I didn't see her that much, but she was always super nice.
0: Okay. I want to get into Housewives and your time on Housewives. Um, You know, what were you doing? Because you talked about, working at CAA and, you know, these big agencies, what were you doing right before Housewives?
1: So after I, you know, realized I didn't want to be an agent, I went back to riding horses for a living. And that was, you know, I did that for 12 years. And then I met my husband. And when you're riding horses for a living, you're traveling all of the time. So I would see him on Sundays and Mondays, that was it. And then I'd be on the road. And so once we got married and I started trying to get pregnant, I was like, you know, I got to, I got to reel this in a little bit. You know, I had my first daughter and then I still took her on the road with me. And then I struggled a lot to get pregnant with my son, went through IVF, all this stuff. And at that point, that's when I stopped riding. But that's also when I like really lost myself. And like, I, you know, I'd always had situations, you know, with my confidence and with, you know, food related issues, and I gained a bunch of weight post baby, and I just became super, super unhappy. And like it was getting to the point where like our marriage was struggling because I was like looking to him to validate me as opposed to like figuring out my own self. And so finally, one day I just started this Instagram account. And I just said, hey, I'm changing my life today. Follow along if you're interested. And people followed along because they wanted to either see me succeed or they wanted to see me fail. And I started growing an Instagram following just this random, you know, I was posting workouts and what I was eating and just, it was holding me accountable. And so, you know, people started reaching out to me, reality shows, different people to like, see if I wanted to do it. And I actually did a different reality show prior to housewives because I was like finally catching steam. I'm like, I'm feeling good. I can do this. And I did the pilot and I was like, I did it without a rep or anything. And I was like, absolutely not. I cannot be on the show. This is the worst show of life. What show is that? I I can't even say, but I was like, I need professional help to get out of the show. I cannot do it. (laughs) Big brother. I, I, I cannot tell you. So I
0: i'm trying to think what other shows there are
1: it was was the name is so bad is it a one that
0: we actually know or something that never ended up turning into
1: a show uh you know so
0: dancing with the stars
1: no not Uh. not that it's like low brow okay loser
0: i
2: know i'm
1: not gonna answer so um I reached out to CAA to one of the girls that I knew from working there. And I just said like, Hey, you got to help me. I signed this contract. I can't do this show up. My life is over. And she was like, I'll help you. And then she's like, any chance you do real housewives. And I was like, I've never seen it. Should I do it? And she goes, we well, would, you rather do Beverly Hills or orange County? Cause you have a house in both places. And I said, well, what's, what's better. And she said, Beverly Hills is like the, the Mecca. And I was like, yeah okay. And that's how it went down. And then I had my first meeting and I guess you're probably not really supposed to say that, but that's, that's how it happened. No, I, so you have a find, meeting Yeah, No, we it's find cool. that
0: so interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah so, I always,
2: I'm always curious if people get the roles or the parts or like how it works.
1: It was weird. I had my first, I mean, I guess you shouldn't say audition, but I had my first like screen test. And I said to my husband, I go, I know, I know I got it. And he was like, "How do you know they're meeting thousands of people?" I just said, "I just know. I have this feeling," and he was like, "Well, you need to probably like talk to your family and tell them <laughs> if you think <laughs> you can <gonna> get it." <laughs> and then- that's when I had that hard conversation.
0: And did you know any of the other cast members before going cuz some of them come in and they've already got friendships going or whatever. Did you know I was not friends of them?
1: with anyone before? I had met Dorit. so that was my in like mm-hmm. they were like you cuz we did a music class once together, you know, like something like that. But it it's it's a gray area. No, I didn't really. I wasn't you know. pals with anybody, but it was, you know, it's incredible to to go on to a show and then you know, so now some of those girls are my best friends. So, yeah, because you so, bond in a different way. Like nobody else really understands that exact things that you're going through. Yeah.
2: So when you audition for the show or just do the screen test, what exactly is involved in there? Was it one audition, one screen test and you got it? Was it a few phone calls? Like how many meetings? No, first. So first you it?
1: meet like the first you have like a zoom with like the casting person. And then, like, they see who you know and you make sure that that's going to make sense. Then you have an in at this time, then I had an in person meeting with the production company. And then I had us where they came and filmed me and my family. And then I did a confessional. So, all of those things. But the, craziest part is something that they used in my first season was from my audition tape and I was like I looked so ridiculous because I was trying to get the job so I wore like these booty shorts and like (laughs) heels and like I was so lunatic and then they used it in there as that's like how I was parenting my kids and I was like oh my gosh that was just to get the (laughs) job
0: I was going to ask you, I'm like, I wonder how much your house or your lifestyle plays a part in it. And I was going to say, but now that you're saying they brought a camera crew out to meet your family. And I would say that's probably to take a look around at what your lifestyle yeah, is like, right? For
1: sure. But I mean, I was in a totally different, I mean, back at that time, I was in like a much smaller house and, you know, people always be like, you changed. And I'm like, I don't change. I just have more money. Like, it's different. Like, <laughs> The, there's not changing the like people are like you didn't like sh-, you know, you didn't used to like to shop And I'm like well because I didn't have the money to do it So like now it's not that I enjoy shopping any differently. I still shop online, but like when your career grows Then you can grow some of your tastes mm-hmm. You know that how it goes.
2: Great. We're gonna take a break. We want to talk about our growth A lot of our growth really happened in the social media world
0: if people have watched us over the last I don't know six months to a year you could tell that our TikTok has been blowing Huge, up, our yeah. YouTube, IG has been on point. A lot of that it comes from at Media.
2: Yeah, they've been able to put a lot of eyeballs on our content. And uh, it really comes down to, first, the content. It's got to be clean. It's got to be nice. It's got to be presented well.
0: But it's also got to like speak to the audience. Exactly. That, that was one thing that in the past, before we worked with them, our voice was never out there. People didn't understand like what we were trying to get across and be in like a unique, cool way and we're finally there thanks to them.
2: And thanks to them, we're also to get more eyeballs on the product. Uh, So if you're out there looking to take your project to the next level, it's a podcast or a YouTube series or even some sort of video production. Heard at Media has been For us, it's been absolutely incredible. Uh, They really brought our game to the next level. So So if you're interested in that, uh, make sure to check out HurdAtMedia.com. That's h-u-r-r-d-a-t Media.com. So it's cool how you got on the show, but I I really respect how you you left the show. You know, rather than doing what a lot of people do is like putting those simple like PR type of statements out there saying we reached an agreement. Uh, You were pretty honest that my contract wasn't renewed. Yeah. Um, and I, I respect your honesty and I appreciate your honesty because it was just kind of refreshing and, uh, and it's real. I think some people sympathize. I think some people think your, your life in some ways could be just, you know, champagne and glitz and glamor, but you know, there is some tough moments. And I think that was, you just put yourself out there. And I think a lot of people resonated with you. Um, do you know why the reason your contract wasn't renewed? Did you ever find that out or how did they even tell you the news?
1: Well, I found out from the daily mail
0: Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was
1: on the treadmill and my bestie, Matt, he was like, he sent me an article and it said, he's like, have you heard anything? And I was like, no, I already had my meeting like two weeks ago. Like I, I thought I was back in, like, I was already like prepped for the, for the next season. Um, And I was like, what? So then I forwarded it to my agency, like my, you know, I forwarded it to CAA and my manager and publicist and like right away they called me and they're like, Hey, we found out on Friday. We wanted to give you the weekend. They said they weren't going to run the story. Um, they're not going to renew your contract. And I, th- and I think truthfully, it was because um, my last season, you didn't see any of my life. You only saw me fighting with the women. And I think that if you only see one side of a person, it's really hard for people to resonate with you. I think people loved me my first season because they saw me with my kids. They saw me with my husband. They saw me going on dates. They saw me with clients. They saw me as a full person. My last season, you saw me, I mean, you barely would have even known that I was pregnant my last season because you didn't see me go, You know, at the doctor's appointments. You didn't see me taking the test. You didn't see the gender reveal. There were so many things that we did that would never shown and I just think you know it's you get stale if you're just fighting with people
0: yeah yeah I like mean the, people love the drama but they you're right there is another aspect of they also want to connect with you so that they can side with you in the drama yeah, or feel I'm like not. they know you yeah,
1: yeah I'm not and then it's like you're you know you're shitster you're all these different things but yeah if you're only seeing that side you are but also you know that you're coming on that show. To share, just you know, to mm-hmm. share your life, and I think it was disheartening for me to not see any of the wonderful times that that happened my last year. So you know, even though it, like it was the first time I'd ever not had something renewed, so it was like you know, it was like oh, like there was the heartbreak there originally, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't have wanted to be on last season. That was brutal, like you know, watching your friends go through all that, and I, I wouldn't have wanted to have to comment and.
0: Well, here's the thing. There's been a ton of speculation online that they will see you back on the show, whether it's a friend or something. Is there any truth to that? I mean, is there anything that we're going to see you back doing something well, with the show at all?
1: No. I mean, I interviewed the ladies um, for Extra. So I've been doing correspondent work with Extra. And so I interviewed the ladies at Kyle's store opening. So that's why there's all that speculation. So, I mean, you may see me, but I'm not I'm not interested in going back in, in that capacity.
0: Would you, would, you, would you be down to do a, like a friend role on the show and just make multiple appearances?
1: <sighs> mm, you know, I have to say I went one, I did that, like I went as like a paid appearance one time last season and it didn't feel good afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I, I don't think in that capacity it's the best thing for my like mental state. I think when you're already in it and you're in it full time, that's one thing you're willing to do more, but to come in just to like stir doesn't feel good to me. So I don't think so. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. When you do the friend role, not even on your season, but on other seasons, because I remember there was the, I think your name was Kathy Wakili, whatever from New Jersey housewives. Do you still get paid for doing the friend role?
1: Yes, you get paid. So if you're a housewife, you get a salary, and then you get bumps by how many episodes the season gets. So like you're thrilled if you get a three or four reunions, you know, like because yeah. you get that bump um, for friend of role. I think they do it differently, but like for me, I got like a paid set price for that one time. And they were like, if I did another, like I filmed two times. So I got that set price two times. Um, but I think if you're a full-time friend, which means like you film the entire season, you get, uh, it's based on you know pay or play like how much yeah. you show up
0: so you're not required anyone, to
1: show up to all the events but
0: is there, is there anyone that is no longer on the Beverly Hills franchise when you were filming with them that you wish you would have been filming with that you wish you would have gotten to know
1: I mean I'm trying to think I, I mean I feel like I've met most of the women and I think. That everybody is interesting. Everybody they've ever had, like, they're, they've they all been kind. They've all been nice. Like, I think once you've been on the show, you just have that certain level of, like, wow. We, we see each other because you know how hard it is. Well,
0: what what's your thoughts of... Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, who did we have on recently, Adam? Uh, Brandi Glanville. What's your thoughts on Brandi Glanville?
1: You know, I think... I mean, I, she, we, comes we love her. she she's knows you've got a job to do. And she really, you know, I, the, the hard thing, Brandy's always been super cool to me for one, like always been really nice. She came on and did my podcast. Like she's always been super nice, but she's definitely like, sh- there's no filter. Mm-hmm. So you never know what you're going to get. So that, I mean, that's when you're being filmed that can be very scary so
0: that, that's the best i i love her because she's like that like she is not afraid to start the shit, and it made her no. such a good cast member on that show but i think because she starts so much shit,
1: <laughs> yeah then be, it, like, know, it's the same thing i was saying earlier it. if yeah. you're only seeing that portion then it it there's an expiration date
0: yep yep How is,
2: how's Erica Jane doing? You know, obviously, I feel like we've seen videos of her recently like paparazzi videos and she seems like sure she's getting more, her personality more back. Like she's having fun with it, but how have you talked to her? I mean,
1: I just, I just did that interview with her and she was super, I I felt a a lighter, a lighter vibe to how she's doing. And I think that's good. I think that's, it's making a a turn to, you know, better days. And, you know, she's a good person. I really, you know, I situation. would have hated having to speculate and do all of that, and you know, I'm, I'm glad I was not there for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who,
2: who do you think of any of the seasons of the Housewives? Like of all the seasons of the Housewives, of all the franchises, all the cities, who do you think has done the show right? Like they were they they weren't portrayed bad. They were able to monetize it and use the show to their advantage. Like just they they did it well.
1: Uh, like on Beverly Hills, not even any, Beverly Hills, 81. even any of the cities. I mean, I think, I mean, I think Kyle Richards, like Teresa Judice, like all of those OGs, like they're, you know, they're the brand. And even now just watching that, the new show that they're on, like the Real Housewives Girls oh, Trip, it's yeah, so yeah. refreshing. Like it's fun. Like there's a little bit of drama, but like you're seeing everybody in their element. And I think those, you know, those women really, really did it right. I and think they, Liam, they've I been think doing it for so long. Pardon?
0: I said, I think Leah McSweeney is killing it right now. Like,
1: uh, the... yeah.
0: no, you're not a fan. <laughs> I just think in regards to getting her brand out there, getting people to like her. I think that she has done a good job in navigating that field.
1: Probably. I don't know. She shaded me a while ago, so then I really? just stopped following her. Well, How did she shade you? <laughs> I don't know. I think she was like, I, I forget. She was like tweeting stuff about me. And so then I was, I, you know, I never tweeted anything about her. I just politely removed myself from, from following.
0: Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. She was cool well, on our show, but. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. How is, but how do you, you
2: know, the Teresa's, the Kyle's, what do you think they've, d- they've done? Have they, have the editors been good to them?
1: Like how, like how, how do I mean, you I mean, I think it? they've like, all you- had hard years. Um, But I think they're just so they've been doing it so long that they're really second nature. It's second nature to them. It's part of their life. Like for me, I had a hard like, you know, there were some times where I was like, very hard to stay present, like because it was so bizarre to me to be doing it. So, you know, sometimes you lose your train of thought, like with Kyle, Teresa, like it's just, it's there. It's always them being authentic and it's super easy for them where like, I had to really focus and be like, all right, pay attention to what somebody's saying. Don't worry about the camera. Don't worry about this. Like, especially my first season when I didn't know anybody, like that was really a struggle. And then as time goes, it starts to feel more like they're not there.
0: So... Obviously, the Real Housewife franchise is massive. They have their fan base is out of control, but that also includes a lot of celebrities watch the show. Has there been anyone that's dipped into your DMs as a fan and just said, I love what you've done on the show. I love who you are. And you were shocked by the name popping up in that DM?
1: Um, I mean, I've gotten a lot of uh, throughout the years. I've gotten a lot of DMs, but I would say my my most funny DM was recently when Dina Lohan slid into my DMs, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was to try to talk to my dad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. So good. And then, but then I talked about it publicly and she was so cool about it. Like she, then she sent me a DM. She's like, so you got some press on my DM. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I love somebody that doesn't take themselves too seriously. Like yeah. for me, like, it's just funny. Like, it, it is a funny thing to do. And, like, the fact that she could laugh at it and, like, now she still DMs me, like, Why, nice why did not you say, I'll
0: introduce you to my dad if you introduce me to Lindsay.
1: I, I really want to be <laughs> half-sisters with Lindsay. So what are, what are we going to do? Um, no, I said I'm finally out of the business of setting my father up. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so learned my great. lesson.
2: Um, obviously Doris had a tough thing recently with her house invasion. Um, it seems like she's talking about it. She's like in a good place, but you know, does her situation change the way you think about your, your safety, uh, you know, and your friends, because, you know, in my opinion, it's like, you know, you see what's going on in LA a lot, you know, a celebrity says, Hey, I'm going to some award show. So then some person knows that nobody's home. So are you being more concerned about your safety or privacy?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I was never a person that like set my alarm when I was like d- during the day. And now I'm even doing that because it's just, you're fr- you know, I am scared. And I I mean, I'm lucky that I ha- we have gates and we have, you know, really good security system. We have cameras. So, but you never know. I mean, there's definitely that extra level of like, what's the right thing to do in regards to the social media and are you targeted or was it random I mean, because there was other, you know, I don't know if it was the same people, but there's been other break-ins in Encino recently. So I don't know if that certain area is also getting it and they're tracking when people are in town versus out of town, but I don't know. It's definitely very scary and hopefully stops soon.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty gnarly. Um, I want to hear about your podcast, the, uh, the Teddy T pod and your other new one, the, uh, the real, Cri- uh, the real time crime podcast. What made you, are you a real crime fan? Like what Ugh, about this I life. am
1: such a junkie. Like I like my husband when he comes home and I'm like I, I go to bed early so like after i put the kids to bed i like start watching you know murder and he comes home he's like what are you, honestly i cannot with you like are you plotting my death like this is like why are you watching women who kill and i'm like i don't I just love it. So when, you know, I love my iHeart family, you know, I've had, I had Teddy Teapod for three years and they called me and they said, you know, we have this hilarious comedian, Leah Lamar. Um, we're doing a true kind podcast with her and we want, you know, you to do a meeting and see if you guys can hit it off. And like immediately we did. And she is like, know it's it's an interesting thing to have comedy and murder in the same podcast but it really works and we both are obsessed and we go down every rabbit hole you possibly could and then sometimes we see eye to eye sometimes we don't and it's i'm obsessed but it's it's a lot of work but now it's like i have an excuse for why i'm watching so much or you know listening to podcasts about murders like i need the info
0: so here's a question. You recently had your dad on the Teddy T podcast. So he came in and he said that, and I quote, was terribly excited and happy that you aren't on Real Housewives anymore.
1: Yeah. Why? Uh, he saw what it did to me mentally. Like, I was really anxious. Like, it, you know, it, it gets to a point. Like, I, and here's the thing. If my contract was renewed, I would have stayed on. I'm not trying to be like, oh, you know, but – um, you don't realize how anxious you are while doing it until you're not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And the year that I stopped doing, it was like a really traumatic year for, for us. Like m- my daughter Dove had to have neurosurgery. Like when I was filming the reunion, Dove was about, had just had neurosurgery. So like, I was just not doing my best. Like I was really just, you know one foot in front of the other and i think he saw that and he you know he was like i lost your spark and like how happy you are and i think that it's because of that show and it's because of you know social media when they're attacking you i mean it is brutal and you know some people are like i don't care i don't look at it i'm not that person i'm type a and controlling and ocd and like i need to know the details and so you know it just it can suck the life out of you
0: yeah For sure. For sure.
2: Um, you also have this fitness program, uh, all in by Teddy. Uh, you, you know, what is, we've had Tony Robbins on the podcast. What do you, what is an accountability coach exactly? Like, what does so, that mean?
1: We hold you accountable to whatever your ultimate goal is. So some people just come because like they haven't been active and they want to start, you know, being more active. Some people don't know how to grocery shop. Like don't know the proper things to eat. so you know we talk through the goals and then we hold you accountable to them. so like sending your breakfast, lunch dinner, your snacks, your proof of activity and then if you don't do it, you're out. So that's why it really works because if it, you if you put skin in the game, if you're investing in yourself that and you actually have a human person texting you and saying, hey, just checking in, what time's lunch? How's it going? blah, blah blah then all of a sudden you you're accountable to another human you oftentimes we make you know we'll say oh i want to change my life i want to do this and then there's no one to hold you accountable to do it or like your husband or your wife or your friends are sick of hearing it they're like we've seen you do this a thousand times but now all of a sudden you have somebody that's actually you know saying you signed up for this and then if if somebody changes like you can see the shift happen like we they want to start giving up on themselves you can say hey Here's your original questionnaire when you signed up. Look at these things you wrote about yourself and why you wanted to change your life. Let's, let's get back to that place because now your your brain's just playing tricks on you and telling you you can quit and you're not worth it and all of these things. But like you really wanted to change and you wanted to change enough that you invested this much money into yourself and we believe in you. And we've all, every single one of my coaches has done the program themselves. So they changed their life on the program. So we're really practice what we preach. Like I was one of those people when I was, you know, not taking care of myself properly. I'd go to a soul cycle class occasionally and I'd see some like perky person on the on the bike. And I'd be like, she never struggled a day in her life. What does she know my problems? You know, like I've always had those types of excuses. And so it was really important to me, even, you know, no matter how big we've grown, that I just won't hire out just for people that, you know, want to do it. Like you have to have, you have to believe in it and it has to work, have work for you.
0: So in that same vein, you know, programs like this, people love to hate, like, let's just be real. People love to hate Programs like this will get criticized online. I know this yours has got some heat. So how do you prove to people that, no, this is worth it? This one's different from other programs out there. Because I feel like that is a hard battle to, to fight. Well,
1: I mean, I think the biggest thing I always say to anybody who's going to hate on something, then don't do it. Yeah. Then just don't. And anybody that has done that to me has never done the program, has never worked with me. And I think that by... People, you know, the world of social media right now is people want to create drama or create a story so that they can get fame themselves. Mm -hmm. And that creates a buzz. And so, which is why I never like really addressed it or, you know, I did one podcast about it. But other than that, it's like, if, if this program's not for you, then don't do it. If you don't like me, don't follow me. Like this is, it's as simple as that. Nobody's forcing you to do anything. These are people that are signing up because they want to change their life. They want to change their habits. If you're not one of those people or that bothers you, it's pretty simple. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so
0: true. Sometimes we're just like people just love to hate. And I'm like, if you, it, again, it goes back to like grade school. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. Like just move along with your life. Just we move don't need along,
1: this. Moment. But people, hate. you know, especially now people just want to be bothered. They want, you know, where it's like, it's not for you. It's not for you. Mm-hmm. Like it is what it is. Yeah.
2: so we got a little game for you okay we want to okay. tell you one of your uh your father's
0: lyrics and
2: you have to name this song
0: well yeah are you are you are you a big fan of your, your dad's music
1: yeah I, I mean i am but now i'm i'm hesitant because i'm scared <laughs> that i'm not gonna get this right
0: so what what the thing is i, I want to read like a sentence out of the song obviously the lyric a sentence of the lyrics out of the song and just see if you can name the song okay we just want to see how good you are with John Mellencamp songs. Okay. All right. Uh, Number one. Oh, this one. This one's too easy,
1: though. Eh, just
0: go. Oh yeah, life goes on after long after the thrill of living is gone. Oh yeah,
1: life goes on. We have to. Is it hurt so good?
0: You want to try again? <laughs> <laughs> The second I is say it,
1: the name, is the goes on, I don't know. I don't know the names.
0: Come on, it's life
1: goes it, on, it, long after the thrill it, of living. It, is he Jackson playing that? Yes. yes. Okay. Go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then,
2: I understand that. Like you have to sing it a little bit. So I uh, know I if
1: not, I can't. It's, I can't do it. Okay. okay.
2: Uh, oh, but ain't that America for you and me? Ain't that America something to see?
1: Little pink houses. For you
2: yes. <laughs>
0: All right. Here's the next one. The crops we grew last summer weren't enough to pay the loans. Couldn't buy the seed to plant the spring, and the farmer's bank foreclosed. It's so hard Uh, when it's not sung. That's the. I need you to sing.
1: I need you to sing a little bar of this. Not gonna happen. Um, The seeds. Farmer? I mean,
0: the crops we grew last summer weren't enough to pay the loans, couldn't buy the seed to plant this spring and the farmer's bank foreclosed. No rain on the scarecrow.
1: Oh, I wouldn't have known that's not one of my favorites. <laughs> okay. All right. Next All right. one.
2: Uh, no, I cannot forget where it is that I come from. I cannot forget the people who love me.
1: Come on, small town.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> trying to like mess with the tone a little bit.
1: Right, come on, that one. Come on, guys.
0: All right, here we go. When I was a young boy, safe put away those young boy ways.
1: Young boy, wait, no, I'm much older. When I was a young boy, Ed? I'm trying to cheat. That's <laughs> my husband. Can to get a live uh, lifeline? Lifeline? Um, you,
0: know. you want to call a friend? Feel free to call your dad while we're oh on the God. phone. It's all good. We'll let you do a lifeline.
1: Let me see if he'll answer. This will be a real test.
0: <laughs> Let's see if he knows the lyrics too.
1: Okay. Hold on. Dad's cell. I wonder if he knows rain on the scarecrow. Pretty early for him. He's in LA right now, so I might not be answering yet, guys. Stanford. Hey Dad, real quick, sorry, I'm doing a podcast. They're gonna say the words. Tell me if you know what song of yours it is.
0: When I was a young boy, safe put away those young boy ways. What song is it from? Oh,
1: yeah. Hurt so good. Ah, there we go. <laughs> we Oh it hurts so good. <laughs> All right. I'll call you back in 10 minutes. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) That was the coolest
0: moment. Thank you for that. That was pretty awesome. I love that your lifeline was your dad though. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Got one, one last game for you. We want you to rank season 10 real housewives of Beverly Hills from the, let's do, should we do least dramatic to most dramatic or the other way around? What do you think, Adam?
2: uh least dramatic to most dramatic
0: all right
1: of I'm the kidding.
0: women yep no the husbands no i'm kidding yeah. no i thought you got <laughs> like
1: what okay so the least i have to like look Least at dramatic
0: to the most dramatic all right
1: Of season 10
0: and i'll give you the name so you don't have to like look them up. okay
1: that's why i was gonna look and see a group picture
0: so we've got dramatic
1: I- or good tv i mean Either this one. is hard
0: we, I, let's say on TV. I think that that's good. Most dramatic on TV. So we got Kyle Richards, mm-hmm. Lisa, Erica, Dorit, Denise, and Garcelle. Hold on. Uh, Denise is
1: not on season 10, guys.
0: Oh, sorry. Well.
1: Yeah, but weird. she's just fun to throw in there. It's Denise. <laughs> I know. I hate to break it to you. Um, I, can I I think the most dramatic season 10 was probably Sutton. Okay. Most dramatic. Um, I mean, Erica. There was a lot of, but the, I, I wouldn't say dramatic. I mean, the drama was surrounding her. So I'd say Sutton and Erica were the, the, the big ticket items. Um, you know, I involved in the least amount, probably because it was her first year, was Crystal. Okay. But I have a feeling that's not going to be the case this year.
0: And- so. Do, do, and my question you still, you watch, still watch, the watch the show, the show then? then like full-time? full-time whenever it's on
1: yeah i go to kyle's but like, I, I,
0: some people some once people, once they leave a show they're like nope i, I don't i don't want to watch it and we were talking to brooke burke and she was like i haven't watched a season of real Ho- or dan with yes, the stars she since she left she was like i don't, I don't I mean, want to watch because so. it's that I, part of me is gone
1: um no well the the difference is these are my real friends so like that part of me isn't gone, and like I'd rather I'm hearing all the drama anyway. i ra- I might as well watch it, and it's not something that I watch and it makes me feel bad. Yeah. It's something that I watch and I'm like, thank God I was not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you already know the drama because you've been a part of it. These are your friends, so you you're just watching it play out at that point.
1: Yeah, I'm just watch I I'm watching as like a true viewer and an escape from my own reality because this is it's not me anymore. Um, you know, I thought at first, maybe I, when I was when I was really sad at the beginning, when it was over, I thought I would never watch. And I, truthfully, I don't watch myself. Like, I, it's not, that I, that's where I draw a line. But, like, Kyle and we have, and we watch, and it's fun.
0: Awesome. Well, Teddy, I can't thank you enough for coming on. You have been exactly what we awesome. uh, thought you were going to be awesome. Thank you. Down to earth, you know, we've been definitely trying to... Get you on the show, and so we are so glad it happened. And uh, I, I want to tell people: make sure you go check out her podcast. Both uh, of them—you've got the, the uh, Teddy T Pod, and then you've also got her her true crime podcast. And I I couldn't recommend you enough to people because you are so fun to have as a, a host and as just a, a reality star. I would say.
1: Oh well, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I'm actually off to go film something right now. Ooh. You- yeah, the, is I, I, a... the, crew, the crew just arrived to my house.
0: Oh, well, so I'm giving
1: well, you a tease.
0: Is this a, a reality show? Is it a?
1: It show? is a reality show.
0: Oh, so you're doing is naked and afraid, huh? Or...
1: Or... I, I, actually, I'm <laughs> naked here, guys. When I stand <laughs> up, it's going to be a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, y'all.
2: Hey, man, Teddy Mellencamp and John Mellencamp on the same podcast.
0: I mean, it's kind of what just happened. Though I, I couldn't. That really was see, so effortless. So like I was. A-
2: it was so like, oh, yeah, yeah, just call John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, that's cool.
0: That was awesome. I Most people, you say that and you joke and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to call. And she legit picked up the phone and called her dad. That was pretty yeah. awesome.
2: And then you had to say one of his lyrics to him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, Dax, you have to sing this to him now. Like, You, no, know, you like-
0: can't. That's the whole point is you have to say it. And that's what makes it extremely hard. It was funny because when we were first like talking about playing games with her they're like oh just play the song like play a clip and i'm like no 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 you gotta read the lyrics because that yeah. makes it extremely hard to to know what the hell song it is so it was fun it was a fun game i like that one
2: i she just made actually the thing i took away from this interview is she raised the point she said on my last season of the show before you know and maybe part of the reason why she didn't get renewed is maybe there was just too she was too dramatic mm-hmm. you know there's too much stuff going on around her that they need that balance yeah yeah you know like they don't need that energy and when you think back people like that usually don't last too long Mm -hmm. um you know like you think of danielle staub from uh you know like it's it's again i don't know if it gets old real quick but i don't think in my opinion i don't think she got old because she was she was very likable she's very fun she's cool she's got a cool life like it was kind of fun to envision her life she was a great cast member of the show
0: yeah and it, it sounds like she's better without it to be honest yeah 100 she, she's got the friend she's, she, she's still in the crew but without having to have your drama splashed out in front of everyone and it was a good platform for her people to get to know her and now she can go and succeed doing other things and clearly i mean if she's wrapping up with us to go now film another reality show like she's doing well
2: yeah no for sure she's doing i well. do want
0: to know what the reality show was that she was doing right before housewives though
2: yeah that's kind of wild i I, it's crazy she hasn't that hasn't come out
0: you know right that's that she was like it's not fun it was not good curious what it was she said lowbrow so i'm like i was racking my brain trying to figure out what like lowbrow reality show would have been out at that time but most of the ones i could think of were all like dating ones i'm like well she was already married so it wouldn't be that uh couldn't couldn't figure it out though
2: oh no but listen we have a video portion of this podcast and uh uh, it's on YouTube. Make sure you check that. We're on all social media platforms, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, we're on it all. Uh, make sure you check, uh, follow us on TikTok. we got some really fun content on there. Dude, our TikTok thanks audience to, uh, has been
0: growing like crazy, yes, too.
2: thanks to Andrea and Pat and the team at Heard At. They've been great. um please leave us a review
0: you guys well we we ask every week but please leave us a review it is the kindest thing you can do for us other than just sending us straight money um (laughs) yeah (laughs) we need reviews uh it, it helps with the algorithm and itunes and lets other people discover our show so if you can take four seconds out of your very busy day scroll down to the bottom on the itunes page leave five stars and leave us something we will read it on air at the beginning of each show we like to give a little shout out as a thank you to anyone who leaves us a review
2: yes you can find me at, at adam Glynn g-l-y-n you can find dax Holt at d-x-h-o-l-t and uh, dax has, uh as as we say every episode goodbye
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: ahuda media
0: production